0: Okay. okay. so this is an updated version of our friendly old four-row table. Is this spare? Okay, oh it's organizing to do here. This is really very exciting to get back to shear, but you know what? Like also means I gotta get back to it. And I have a bunch of different Whenever we do a Hirsch, which I love, as you know, mm-hmm. um, there's also the issue that it's not like I can just get it online and cut and paste in. So let's type it up or Xerox it. So it's, it's like a whole little project there. Okay, so this is gonna be our mm-hmm. handout. It's three pages. Okay, so you have, this is the third page. It's coming at you backwards. Okay, and this is gonna be the second page. And this is the first page, okay, and this is the dud page. It's just one page, I'm sorry. You it's th- it's three, it will be three pages. It's, it's a stack of the same page. Right, okay, and this was the updated version that we're using now for Schma of the four-row table. I didn't copy this because we're running so late, so this is the same four-row table without the detail, but with the Besamek mm-hmm. Dash outline, but we're fairly familiar with that that will figure that out instantly okay all right i, I think that's all i hard have hard 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 for hard. the hand okay that's all we're doing for handouts so that's fine and then i have this one other handout which is the self-appraisal okay so we notice with the brujos going into shema okay because we're in our introduction to shema here there is a theme and the theme goes like this. I, I just want you to know I prepared three different outlines for share today. <laughs> okay, they're not exactly overlapping. So I may jump from one topic to another just because I, actually, I really prepared this as three different outlines. And each time I was like, oh, wait, I'm going to do that. And then I. So <sighs> that, that was the kind of preparation it was. Um, that's what happens when there's so much good stuff, you don't know where to focus. It's like, Sheer Preparation, ADD. Okay, right? I could do this, and I could do that, and I could do the next thing, okay. So we have three brachos leading into Shema. The first bracha is Baruch Ato Hashem, Elokeinu Melech HaOlam, Yotzer Or Uvorei Choshech, Oseh Shalom uvore Es You are the source of all bracha Hashem, our Lord, King of the universe. Yotzer <laughs> Or, who forms light, which is already an interesting concept because Light is very unformed, right? And Yitzira is formation of something. So the Berea of it is the creation of it in potential and perhaps even in its material but unshaped form, like clay that's a lump. Yitzira is shaping the clay into the form it's going to take, and the Siyah would be maybe firing it so that now it is firmly and it's firmly committed to the shape it has been given. So Yotzer Or, who forms light, uvorei choshech, and creates dark. I'm really, now that I'm noticing this, I'm really puzzled, okay? Because you should have Bore or and yotzer choshech, maybe, uh, this is very strange, but okay. Yotzer or uvorei choshech, who forms light and creates dark. Okay, I think of a possible answer to the question I just asked, but it's off topic for us. Ose shalom,
1: sorry? I was also thinking
0: that. <laughs> okay. I was like, that's so cool. We'll have to talk that out after, yeah. I have to figure that out. Ose shalom, who makes shalom, uvariyas and creates everything. Now, one thing you were meant to know, we come across this a lot, right? Chazal assumed that if they wrote something, you would take the hint or you would draw the correlation, the words would remind you of something, okay? That's what happens over here also. This is a paraphrase of a Pasuk. Now, that's a little unusual. Normally, Chazal will excerpt from a Pasuk, so they'll either give you the whole Pasuk, or they'll take a piece of a Pasuk, the anche Knesset sagadola, put it together to make the davening. And we know the fact that they take from sukkim is not unusual. They would much rather take from Sukkim than put any new words, right? New words, that's scary. Mm-hmm. Words are powerful things, and who says that what you're gonna say will be exactly, right? If you take it from a Pasuk, especially from a Navi, right? Then, Davin in particular, then you know you're getting something that, that is exactly shaped properly. Thought through on all the different levels, the mystical levels, the simple levels, but they don't normally change it, which is why you're even extra, um, you know, like thinking about how it's changed with the um, like Yotser the, or, Yotser or yeah, yeah, yeah. You could ask these questions in Dovin because they're so can anyway, No, but they if it's yeah. if it's a little bit excerpt, but it's a little bit. Even tweaked a little more Yeah 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 This is beyond tweaked Because here's the pasuk it comes from It's number B's on the handout Yotzer or is the pasuk in Yeshaya God forms light uvore choshech And creates darkness O shalom He makes peace Uvorei ra And creates bad mm-hmm. Okay mm-hmm. That is not what this bracha said no. This bracha said uvore es hako, Everything He makes everything That's like a euphemism Okay, so Chazal said we're going to write this pasuk. This is the correct topic for the bracha. But my goodness, we're going to have a a bracha where you're praising Hashem for bad. That's like tough one, right? Even even when we have like Mevarchamal Harah in brachos, the bracha is Baruch Dayan HaEmes. We don't say thank you for like Baruch bore Harah. We don't say that. In part because, like, can you really say anything is really bad? Like, we experience things as bad, but they aren't really bad, right? I like, okay, so Chazal said, well, we can't put it in that way. But everyone knows the pasuk, of course, because everyone knows Tanakh from the time you're little. So if we tweak the pasuk and say everything, anyone would understand that we were really quoting that pasuk. It just wasn't nice to say it in a brahom. Okay, so it's not our topic today. We could have had as our topic today. Why does es hakol, everything, mean that which is bad? But doesn't it say also in the benching, um, it says bakol, mikokol? We have bakol, mikokol, but those are in fact excerpts from Pesukim. The word bakol vaivar Hashem is Avram, bakol, right? So he had bakol, so it's a one-word excerpt from a puSuk. And Mikol is a one-word excerpt from a pasuk about Yitzchak, and Kol Yaakov said Yeshli Kol, right. so it's a one-word excerpt. From, but it's an excerpt. It's a, it's a direct taking out. And even if you would have a tweak like the addition of a vav or a mem or a base just to like connect it into the grammar of the of the blessing, it wouldn't be so puzzling. This is an actual word change that changes the meaning, and yet it's meant to refer to the pasuk. So I'll just say because it's not our topic, I'll just point out that. Esa kol, everything, it's not just that it's a euphemism for bad Like, oh, everything, I won't specify what No, the word kol specifically means everything The definition of kol is not everything definition of kol is everything which includes that which we experience as tov and that which we experience as ra That's what the word kol means How do I know? Because I left my homage you know, in the like back. Right? Like Tova. Okay. But this is a little bit more than gomzola tova. When I say it, you're gonna recognize it because we've had this topic before. We just didn't say it exactly this way. And a few years ago I did it as a shear for before Shavuos. So how do I know that coal refers to everything, that which is good and that which is bad? Because in bracious, you know, it's very handy dandy that a bishop somewhere. Numbered the Torah into chapters and verses, but he did make some very strange choices. Okay. Vayar as kol asher This is the last pasuk in the first parak of Bereshis. God saw everything that He had done as kol asher saw, the kol that He had made. Veheine tov meod, and behold, it was. Very good. It was evening and it was morning, the sixth day. And we say, wait, this says it's tov me'od. For the last six days, it's been saying tov. God saw it was good. What's tov me'od? Very good. Meaning it's good and me'od means with effort. So you put extra effort into it. You get something, that's what we call very, right? Put more into it. What's very good? The call that he made. What's the call that he made? Well, what was the last thing he just made? Man. People. Okay, so now, okay, I think Rashi brings it, I'm just not sure if he brings it right here. Let's see. That's what that gets in. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Hashem created man, and in the creation of man, actually, actually, it's, actually it's, it's over here in <laughs> okay. base. you have this is the Eight Sahara. Hang on, where's the Tov mode? The moment we get tab choice, we can make a good one in that Nasa Adam, Bit I'm I'm just not putting my finger on it. Okay, never mind. I won't worry about it. With the creation of man, we have the creation of the eight Sahara. We have the creation of death. We have the creation of sin. We have the creation of sleep. We have the creation of, of everything that is bad. And God sees eskola sherasa, the everything that he made, and that's tov me'od. That's not even just good. That's very good. That, that's good with effort. Because by golly, it takes effort to get good through that. Okay, so this is not our topic, so we're not going to like explore right. it in a deep way, but it's familiar. We've right. seen this before. okay? That's what coal means. And that is consistent in Torah. The word coal means everything, but it's everything at the level where you can see that it's good and you can see that there's bad, but you can see that both of them together were necessary, let's say. Okay. There's different levels you can see things, and we're going to touch on that a little bit today. That's kind of our topic, although not directly, but it's a similar pattern. So there are situations where you can see that there's good. Baruch Hashem, hatova You can see things and they're bad. You experience them as bad. Baruch Dayan There's possibility of seeing that there's good and there's bad, and they're both necessary to create the whole a synthesis, the word kol adds up to 50, like 49 days plus one to Shavuos, that's why it's like a pre-Shavuos year, where you have the last, you have the first 33 days, and then you have the 17 days, that's the tov, and the first 33 days, that's the ra, okay, and the sirasa omer, and all together you get to Shavuos. It's this idea that shalom, hello, Mazel is a harmony, is a piece that's created of opposing and differing forces. Okay, Shalom is not the peacefulness that you have from everybody being the same. Shalom is the peace that is created from putting together all the different forces that people have. That's all coal. Okay, that's coal. Coal is everything, but you can see that it was created through needing the good and needing the bad. There's other levels you could see everything. See everything is Tov. Oh. Tov that's a higher level. That's where you see that there are some things that were experienced on our side as good, and some things that are experienced on our side as bad, and really it was all good. That's also a possible way to see things, very high level, okay? This is part of what we have to work on in Shema, though. If you think about it, because what do we say? Hashem, midasarachamen, elokeinu, <speaking> midasadin, Hashem <Hebrew> echad. So this, bore Yotzer or, uvore Hashem creates light, Hashem creates dark, osa Shalom, and makes Shalom, meaning a harmony of differing forces, Uvar and creates everything. They didn't just take a pasuk and say, well, we don't want to say this, we're going to say that. There's something like being spelled out over here about how we experience things, and it is transitioning us out of Psukkah de Zimra, where we looked at all these huge forces. We looked at the hurricanes. We were all looking at hurricanes this week, right? We looked at the earthquakes. So, of are looking at earthquakes this week. We look at the babies being born and the children getting married and the, all the good and look at all the bad. And we said, wow, this is so huge and awesome. It's frightening. It's a little frightening. I don't know if you ever see pictures of, like, real tornadoes, video tornadoes. That is, like, that is, like, Oh my gosh the finger of God coming out of the sky and like just wiping things off like that is really terrifying okay so I am in awe on the other hand to the extent that I recognize that that's that is God's finger that is God's hand so to speak nothing else gonna scare me right I'm just in God's hands that's a good place to be not always perfectly comfortable but a very good place to be so I could come from Sukkah to Zimra, where there's Yotzer or Uvori Choshech, and I get to a level of Yerushamayim, and that is in this table, right? I added, I, I swapped out from a, I don't know if you remember, a long time ago, a long time ago in Sukkah to Zimra, where we did it with the Yerushamayim over there, so there were the different levels, how we tune into Yerushamayim. So now it's how we're tuning into our relationship with Hashem at the level of Ava. So. I'm um, sorry, no, it's not on this chart. I thought I did put it on this chart. I guess, it, well, okay, let's use it this way. So at the level of the goof, at the bottom level, that's where our starting point is taiva. Now, taiva is not all bad, okay? Taiva is desire, I want it. It's what I want. I want it because I want it, okay? Taiva is not the mode we normally want to be in, but it is the mode we start in, right? Babies are born baby with their hands baby. closed. That's the mode we start in, but it's selfish, okay? And we do, maturity is we want to get to the opposite side where we're givers, not takers. But the fact is that our default starting point of our programming is taiva, is wanting. And we start channeling that in a healthy way at the level of goof and at the level of saying brachos, right? I do want to be able to walk. I do want to be comfortable. I don't want to be cold. I don't want to be blind, God forbid. I want, right, I want those things, and I'm, I could learn to appreciate having them. I could learn to thank Hashem for having them, okay? But that's my point. My point is coming from from the place of my taiva and my desire and what I want and my selfishness, I can also use that to come close to Hashem. And then there's the next level, which was in Psuchot de Zimra, where we worked on developing a sense of your saying, you know, Hashem is so powerful and he's where I want to be. And through the world, and through the events of the world, and through the geography of the world, and the climate of the world, he, he unleashes these enormous forces that shape national history and the individual through that. But now we're getting to a new place. And the new place is moving from Yotzer Oruvo Rechoshech of Pesuchet to saying, O seh shalom, Hashem, like, he brings it all together. It's all part of his purpose. That was also, that's the end of Sukei Zimra, like getting to that. Uvori es hako. He creates in everything. This is everything of tov me'od. It's something that actually is beyond. Like, I realize what I experienced and saw as these differing forces, opposing forces, some light, some dark, some day, some night, some good, some bad, it's really a hakol it's really one thing, it's an everything that needed all those things inside of it to make it be that and that is a transition point in my thinking to get me to be able to say Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad Okay, so this piece, this is a a smaller excerpt of a larger excerpt we once had from Refersh in the 19 letters and he describes here that transition moving from looking at the world and the forces in the world of Yira, and how does Yira bring you to Ahava? Because right? we all know that like our instinct would be to say, first you love Hashem, like I don't even know how we feel about awe or fear, right? But we've talked about the fear side already. Now look at this entire host of creations, how though greatly differing from each other in their properties and purpose, they have been linked in one great harmonious system. You hear it, right? This is Yotzer Oru Vorei Choshech, Shalom Uvorei Each one functioning in its particular place, in its time, using the resources apportioned to it, none functioning across purposes to the others, but rather each supporting the whole and the whole supporting each one. Who then mediates between the opposites and unites the myriads into one? It is the self-same one alone who stands as conciliator between light and darkness, life and death. Thus, his love provides matter and energy for the world to function, while his justice sets limits, goals, and boundaries. That was a different topic when we did it. Thus, the seed after germination in the ground is taken from the earth to become a ripened fruit so that the earth will have to receive again in order to give again. This is, I took out a lot of the other examples there. He talks about how everything in the world is born and dies and has needs to survive that are supplied by other things created in the world, but everything in the world also gives. Even a seed, right, it sprouts, it'll give off fruit that other creatures will eat and need, and that allows the new seed to then be free so that it can be planted in the ground and grow again. So each one is giving and each one is receiving.
1: Isn't that the whole nature of the world? Yeah, it is, that's what then he's talking gives about. To us- That's
0: the next stage, right, is realizing what does that mean to us as people when we see that the world is like that. Thus one's immense bond of love, of receiving and giving, unites all beings. None exists by itself and for itself. There is a constant striving of each creature with, through, and for the others on behalf of the whole, and of the whole on behalf of every creature. Everything receives strength and resources not for itself as such, but merely in order to give to give and thereby to attain fulfillment of the purpose of its existence. Every creature lives to give. No matter how scary looking the lion is, it actually has something to give and contribute. Hey, the world was created by Hey Bira'am. Hey stands for love, say our sages. Love sustained and sustaining. Characterizes the creation of the earth. Everything in it whispers to you love. What Reverse Hirsch told us is, look at all those different things in the world, look at all the different forces, look at all the different creatures, and there's so much that goes well, and there's so much that appears to go wrong. You know what, the going wrong is the vulnerability, it's the limitation, it's the justice. It's the place where I need to receive, or where that thing needs to receive. But there's something else out there that's there to give. So really, If I look at even justice and strictness and pain and difficulty, what I see is that it is an expression of love. It is a function of love. In order for the world to be a world of creations that give and love, there must be the need to receive. We've seen this idea in many places in Rav Hirsch. It's a fundamental. He says it with the clothes, that Hashem clothed Adam and Cha'ava. And then he talks about the nature of tzedakah and chesed and how we're supposed to emulate Hashem. And not that we would wish there to be poverty and pain and need for chesed, but he says, if it weren't there, what would our lives have value as? If, none of, if no one needed us, he's not limiting it to people. You say every single thing in creation, Hashem created out of love, and the greatest love is giving the capacity to give love. That everything is created to be able to give. So everything is also created with a need. There's not just like this one class of things that need and everybody else gives to it. Everybody needs and everybody gives. Okay, now. When we look at the creation of mankind, if we wanna know, so what does man give? What do we have to offer? If every creation has things that it needs and things that it gives, then if I wanna know as a human being what my purpose is in general, okay, not yet up to what's my purpose as like Sarah Lippman, but what's my purpose in general as a human being in life, because I have to see, like, for me specifically, how does that play out? There's going to be some unique angle. But in the big picture, as a human, why am I here? So then I say, okay, well, let me see what the answer is to give. Okay, what am I supposed to give? So if I want to know the answer to that, I have to say, well, what did Hashem provide me with to give? So then I look in the Chumash, at the creation of man. Vayitzer. sir. Um, did I bring the pasuk? Yeah, it's number Zion. By Yitzer Hashem Elokim Hashem formed the man, Afar Min the human, Afar Min HaAdamah <hashem> of dust of the earth. By Yipach VaPav Nishmas He blew into his nostrils a living soul. By Hih Adam <hashem> LeNefesh Chaya and got and man became a living soul. And Rashi says, uh, Let's just jump straight down to the second Rashi. LeNefesh <hashem> Chaya a living soul. Af Beheimav Chaya Nekru Nefesh Chaya. You could also call animals living souls, I mean, because a nefesh, it's the neshama, Rashi's not questioning. Nishmas, nishmas chayim, he's not questioning, because neshama, that's uniquely human. But nefesh chayim, like the, the animal soul, basically. The, not animal, but like the physical soul. The part of the soul that's all the way at the bottom level that connects and interfaces to the human body. Okay, that, like, it's almost like, the, the Pasuk was like saying, like, man got a neshama, and now he really could be a living soul, a living creature. I don't know, like it took the soul to do that? It took the nefesh to do that, not the neshama. So what? Okay. he says no. Man has this like, is more alive than other creatures. Because there was added to him, in addition, debor. When Hashem gave a nishmas chayim to the human, he was giving us something that made us unique and different. And now, yeah, we're a nefesh chayim, we're a living creature like other living creatures, but we're not, we're a very living creature. We're like the most living of the living creatures. There's something more alive about us, okay? And what is that? It's what we got with that nishama, which is Dea and dibur. Dea, understanding or knowledge, and Debor speech. Dan, Debor, I don't know, okay. So I actually brought, yeah, I, I brought with me the Rav because it's like, a, he has a long thing but I have some excerpts here. This is, uh, it's a funny place to find it. I only found it because last year Shavuos, Rabbi Apter spoke about Sheker, like within the Asaras of And I had a question on it so I said, well, why don't I just look and see what does Rehearse say? And sure enough, he has an essay in Horeb called Falsehood, Lying, Flattery, and Hypocrisy. Let me tell you, if I was just flipping through Horeb, that would not have been and never was the first one that I would have read. Mm-hmm. I would have read about, like, love of God and, like, right. right? Okay, falsehood, lying, this is mind-blowing stuff. So this is just an excerpt. Just as God has endowed the human mind with the faculty of mirroring the reality of its owner's external world, okay, let's just pause there for a second what does that mean we receive information through our eyes we receive information through our ears we receive information through our sense of feel and touch we receive taste and smells okay there's all these different ways information comes in through like our skull into our brain we create a picture in our mind of what is the nature of reality from the information that comes in He's being very accurate. What we know about the world is a picture that is generated inside our brain. It's not a direct image of the world. Okay, it's a like projection of that into our mind. Okay, how do you know that? Because just with the sense of sight, every eyeball has a blind spot. Even if you close one eye, it's really hard to get your blind spot to show. You could look at a pattern like that, and it will fill. There is no empty hole, even with one eye. Why not? Because your brain literally fills it in. Okay? It's digital. You can do some research online, like I assure you this is true. The image in our head is an interpretation by the brain of the neurological electrical signals that come through the optic nerve you see a passage with, wood, with letters left out you're bringing a lot of You just fill them in. right in okay and there's a lot of I mean we talked about this I'll tell you where we talked about it was in Pokeach Ivrim. when we talked about sight because pekiha is the inside sight right it's not the eyeballs eyeballs can be perfectly fine and a person can be blind because the brain still has to make sense of what comes in the eyes. It is not a direct thing. We all know, we see upside down, right? And your brain flips it. They do these experiments where they put glasses on people that flip the image upside down again. Within hours, everything looks normal. Your brain just says, oh, so if I see it like this, then it means it's really like this. And it it gives you a new picture. But to me also, like, in some ways, these blind spots really are, like, how God helped, like... Yeah, this, this is not a criticism. He's just oh. being very accurate. He's he's, say, he's not saying God has given the human mind knowledge of the world. Like, he's saying God has given the human mind the faculty, like, the ability, of mirroring the reality of the owner's external world. I mean, that's sort of <laughs> what gives us, like, this opportunity to... We have choice. Yeah, 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 we yeah, didn't yeah, have yeah. these interpretations, we would be So, Dea and Deborah. Nishmas hayim is the granting of free will. That is exactly what it is. You, like, we hear these ideas, but we don't always understand why they absolutely have to go together.
1: I was say, that's why I think like, imagery or pictures and television is so dangerous. Of course it is. Because once you have those pictures
0: and they're in your funds. mind,
1: They don't dissipate. They don't dissipate. They don't dissipate,
0: and they are not true representations of reality. So your head now has untrue representation. This is just a little teeny section. It'll it'll say enough, but I cannot encourage you enough to try and work your way through the entire essay. It's a little dense. It is so worthwhile, and I just want to get a little farther with this. Okay, so just as God has endowed the human mind with the faculty of mirroring the reality of its owner's external world so also has he given him the faculty of revealing to others the reality as known to him by means of his language. God didn't give us just Dea, and he didn't give us just Debor. He gave us this set. One is the ability to learn from the world around us about what is true, and the other is to share it with other people through language what does that mean? Thus, the individual can live not only according to his own experience, which is how we all best learn, okay? You don't have to be a homeschooling mom to know that you learn best through what you actually do. You could tell a kid a million times, don't hold that glass bowl with slippery with wet hands because it's going to slip and fall. But once it falls, then they know, okay? till it falls, whatever. They don't know. They heard. Right? It's not the same. We can live not only to his own experience, but the whole of mankind can cooperate for the improvement of the human mind. The individual can inherit the spiritual treasure of all mankind. We can learn from other people because of language. Other people could have an experience, share it with us through language, and now we have the benefit of no- we could have the equivalent of 100 lifetimes in our one lifetime in terms of understanding the truth of the world. Because other people could tell us, they can write it down or they can speak it. Language allows people to become more than what the individual alone could be, could know or could achieve or understand. The By becoming richer in truth, also become richer in justice. Okay, we're not going to this topic, I kind of cut it out of here, but with Rav Hirsch, the main thing is not that you know it, it's how does that affect what you do. Okay, that's where the justice comes in. And lead a life of action instead of a life of mere experience. In such manner, by means of that supreme blessing, the supreme blessing is Dea and Debor, God has knitted together the community of man with the vital thread of love and has ordained that man should rely on his brother for the spiritual good, namely truth. Okay. I did you a favor I'm bringing all these different pieces of reverse from like different books together but do you hear what he just did he told us everything in the universe was created with the need to receive and the ability to give what do human beings receive and give knowledge knowledge of the truth as we experience it and we share it we share what we know and we learn from others from what they know and this creates Human, it binds us together. Okay, I don't think we're gonna get to it today, but he has a, an essay in Harev on love, and he talks about how do we love other people? We have to see the other person as necessary for our good. If that person weren't here, my life would be bad. I would be missing something. This is an easy thing. If I understand that every person, this person knows something I don't know. Yeah, he's a stoned homeless guy living <laughs> behind a bush, creeping my children out. But there is something about life that he has seen, experienced and knows that I don't know that he could teach me. I could see that in him. He's a member of mankind.
1: What yeah. about the aspect of compassion that's something that was also given to us with the It's Shama. a different
0: uh, I like, don't know if it was given to Avka an Hashem. I'm
1: just saying, like that's an them,
0: emulation of Hashem. Mahu chanun chanun, mahu rachum Afata rachum. That's an avoda, but the tool we've been given here is that. Dea and it's Dibor. This is the un- in the creation of man, we see this is what he was created with, because this is what he special role is. Okay, that also means if I want to know what is my purpose in life, at some level, it's knowing and giving that over, knowing and speaking. That has different ways it plays out. Okay, knowing could be Torah, speaking could be prayer, could be Torah and Tefillah. Like our own mesorah or something. Our own knowledge. We have stuff to share. Yeah. There's stuff we know to share. Okay, but he who instead of truthfully expressing in words what he has experienced to be real, communicates a false image of it to his brother, who accepts it and bases his behavior on it, that man turns into a curse. That supreme blessing of the Creator. For to appreciate the nature of things, you rely on your knowledge of them. How do you know what what the reality is? You you rely on what you know of it. And some of what you know of it is yours, and some of what you know of it is what people told you. That's the big strength of mankind. But if somebody deceives you about their true nature, he robs you of a support or causes you to lean on support that's insecure. Now you have knowledge that you think is knowledge in your head that's wrong and you're going to base your actions on it or make decisions based on that knowledge. And it's based on something that's false. By stealing from another directly something precious, truth. Okay? When you lie to someone, you steal the truth from them. And indirectly, the most precious thing, justice. You're also stealing their ability to make good choices based on the knowledge. That's the Bechira. But it's based on faulty knowledge. The liar also kills himself spiritually. This is very strong stuff. He extinguishes in himself that divine spark which alone makes of him a human being created for the benefit of his fellow man.
1: Can you tell that to like the New York Times and the Baltimore No, they're not article. listening they're not gonna listen. Okay. <laughs> the <laughs> the fake fake new new <laughs> okay. You understand
0: that like but this is a whole topic by the way the the issue of the world we live in i'm not talking about being from i'm not talking about it's not even to the level of being jewish if you excuse me like okay the issues that we have living in a world you know we thought internet's a problem because of addiction or it separates people from their family because it's like very all-encompassing or it's time-wasting or it's pornographic there's this issue of fake news has opened up a whole world that was always it was true already with media in general like you said okay how much time are we spending in a place virtual or real where the information and knowledge that is surrounding us is untrue and what does that do to us and what if we give it over to somebody else or make decisions based on that if god created us with the main human feature is the Dea and the Debor. This is how we give and benefit other people to the maximum, and we corrupt it through falsehood. We are, we are literally corrupting out that which makes us human. We are, we are rotting out our soul. It's very hard to mess up a soul. They are extremely pure, right? Like diamonds, you can't really scratch them. Using that soul's special qualities of Dea and Debor you get. It's a big problem. It's a very big problem. Okay. Self appraisal. Okay, here are these. I'm sorry, they came out kind of late.
1: Why do you think so many people are delving into that? That there's such a tremendous pull?
0: I'll tell you. In I, the answer is I don't know. But the answer also is if we live in a generation where there is such an incredible power of falsehood, it means that there is an incredible power of das, of truth, right now. that It must mean that. Now, you know, we always want to know that Mashiach can come at any moment, but the major quality, it's hinted to in that essay, the major characteristic, or the major thing that will characterize the Messianic era is um Allah de'ya es Hashem. the whole world will be filled of the knowledge of God, of that truth. That is when all of mankind, right? We want a rectification of the sin of Adam harishon, eating from the eights Hadas. okay? That rectification comes when all of Adam's children and descendants, This he's one person, now he's split into five billion people or however many there are, okay? When all of us unite our knowledge together, and that's a true knowledge of God, now you have all of mankind again Okay, all of mankind used to be one. Now <laughs> you have all of mankind again united in knowledge of God and able to speak that out and sing that out. That's a messianic era.
1: That's impossible.
0: How is that impossible? Because there's so many of us and there's so many different opinions. Right. That's the miracle of the messianic era. And it's not that, it's not that all of us will see the same. Remember, the shalom is not when everyone sees the same thing. It's that all of us have a different angle on it. And if you would put all those angles together, you would start to get a whole truth. We each have a piece, a sliver, and that's why that other person over there, whether I feel like I like him or not, they have something that I need. The fact that that she exists is necessary for me because she's got a piece of the truth that I can't see. She's looking through a different set of eyeballs. She could be right next to me, and she could see the world slightly differently than I do and, and, and know something about the truth that I don't know certainly the opposite of the existential philosophy that I exist in this world alone to create and to propagate everything yeah, that I do. Yeah, it's know. the opposite. <laughs> okay. okay. Now, how does this play out, then? If, I, if, if what I see is the godliness within a person is the das and the dea, and that that... Is, how does that apply, then, if I look at myself? Okay, there is no more, if, uh, I'm going to go to the second, 19. yeah, I'm going to go to 20, oh, 20, even though I'd love to read all of it just because it's late, because we started a little late. And, but you have the whole thing, like read it. This is a short one, so if you want to dip your toes in Chorev, this is a good one, right? The sentences are really long, but you can handle it. It's only three paragraphs. This appraisal of oneself, as being directly subordinate to God, along with all creatures, is demanded of Israel as a shield against the deific—you uh, know, what? let's go right to 21. This is awesome, and it applies beautifully to two partials ago. There's
1: 21.
0: Uh, it's Here on the right side. So okay. Sorry. Never, says Scripture, look upon sun, moon, and stars, and all the hosts of creation— remember Psuket de Zimra, looking at the stars and the moon and the host- okay Never look at those without thinking that it is the Lord thy God, that is the ruler and guide of your life also Who has apportioned them As distributors of power To all the peoples of the earth So when you look at the sun and moon and stars You don't think they have power You know that Hashem sends power And channels power through them That's was Zimra And that's the beginning of this bracha over here That same God Has also selected you to be his people Okay We haven't moved to the individual quite we move to the national level. Hashem who sends hurricanes, who brings the ocean flooding over this, over the land and then pulls it back again, who brings winds that can rip houses out of the ground, who brings earthquakes that can shake towns right into the sea, okay? That God is the one who chose you. That is to say, to be in human affairs, the proclaimers of his will, you hear the Debor, and his instrument for the education of humanity, you hear the Dea. So Jewish people are really a community of people starting where Avraham took upon himself the role of humanity as a whole. Obviously at the end, we hope that everyone will get there with us. (laughs) That's not hope, that's what we're anticipating. In the meantime, Hashem calls the Jewish people Adam because we are taking this role on behalf of everyone, as we say, we're the Kohanim for everyone, right? We're doing this, okay. Never forget that the most brilliant and gifted beings are only creatures of God and doers of his will, and therefore they do not stand higher than you who have joined the company of the servants of God and performers of the divine will, bearing as your charge the light, not of the body, but of the spirit, okay? You are human, you are Jewish, so your contribution is not physical, it's spiritual. But furthermore, when you know that, then by opting in and saying, God, I choose to do your will, I'm in on the project, then when, no matter what you look at in the world, it could be a mighty hurricane, it could be some other intimidating person who's very rich or very powerful, it doesn't matter. They're no better than you. You're just as good. It could be a malach, and you're not intimidated. Sorry. Okay? You're not intimidated by that. Why are you not intimidated by that? Because you're serving God with what he gave you, so am I. So am I, there is not a higher thing than that. There's also the flip side. The flip side of realizing that everything in the world was created with what it can contribute and do to serve Hashem, and knowing that in doing that, there's no, he has all kinds of halakhic ramifications elsewhere in Chumash based on this principle, okay? When someone dies, there's a you're not allowed to damage your body, right? You can't scratch yourself, hurt yourself, pull your hair out. How come? You can tear your clothes, but no further. Not your body. Why? Because damaging your body is a message that my life doesn't really have full value without that person. And you know what? No human being, no human being, has so much value more than myself as to diminish my value to the world. It's an amazing concept. It means that to the same extent that I am obligated to value the inner value of other people, I have to see it in myself too, okay? Young men and young women of Israel, let the consciousness of your mission penetrate you through and through. Be ever conscious that the same God who has prescribed the course of the sun and the path of the light ray, the development of the worm, has in his Torah also given you the law of your life. And with this consciousness live in God's creation as brothers and sisters of the greatest as of the smallest. All like you, you like all, called upon to be servants of the one and only. Rejoice in this company, then will the rolling thunder, the effulgent sun, the blade of grass that nods to you as you walk, the breeze that fans you as you passes, greet you and remind you of your task, which like theirs is to serve your God and not to fall out of their company. For indeed, if alas, you misuse the gift of your freedom in order to withdraw yourself from the service of the one God, then you sink not only below the beneficent orb of the sun but beneath the worm on which you tread and the stone which faithful to its duty patiently sustains your weight this is the point of free will
1: mm-hmm.
0: the point of free will is when you've looked at and you've looked at everything in creation however big and however small now what does that say to you if you join them they don't have free will, so they just serve God. They develop as he created them to develop. If you develop as you were created to develop, now you stand at the highest, you, you see all of creation as a brotherhood and you are just as much at the peak as anyone else. But if you blow it and you choose away from God's will, you're lower than everything in creation. And this is the point we reach when we come to Shema. Free will.
1: This, this is so interesting too because I don't know I, I don't know about other people, but for me sometimes I got this feeling that or this notion that the Jews are elitist, you know, that we're we're better, we're this, we're that. There are
0: many people who follow. And
1: and when you put this into into play it really is
0: you are. You, you have know, something very you special.
1: You have to look at that, that Selim and that's a Elohim in every person, right. and you have to respect their that's part. That's the next source. Their part, <coughs> their The role. next source, right? Rabbi to Akiva says, to, to
0: all of share. man is beloved yeah. because it's created in Selim yeah. and so it just. The is. Jewish people are beloved. We were given a Torah. We're God's children. So on the one hand, there is something special. That something special comes of having said thousands of years ago, Hashem, we want to help make this happen for you, even though no one else is. It matters. This really matters. And we're going to go for thousands of years, and nobody's necessarily going to appreciate it. But it's truth. It's the truth. Hashem is the truth. And Avram recognized that truth. He recognized God, and he spoke of it to others. It's Dea and Debor. And in doing so, he became a person who was now fulfilling the purpose of humanity in the world, in this one man. And just like all of humanity is now these little tiny bits and facets of Adam Harishon, all of us Jews are bits and facets of Avraham Avinu.
1: Why did Avraham send his, um, what was it, nieces and nephews to the East?
0: Which children. We, children. They were children.
1: His he, children. His
0: children. That he I sent doubt the that east. they were babies, yeah.
1: So, I don't know, I've heard over time, time and time again that these people are like, you know the ones that are Buddhists and the ones that believe in Hinduism, that they're the children of Abraham and of Hindu that he sent to the east. So
0: It be I'm a little tough wondering. to see that they would come to those conclusions based on being his children, right? Those are, those those are the religions that are not yet totally on board with monotheism. So, right? That's why I'm just. But saying, I, they, I haven't but heard they what they you heard, so I don't things, know.
1: But there is something, sometimes like.
0: I suppose you say that that's what the, the
1: no, um, no say, I think
0: that the Tuma powers, like uh, no, 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 powers of Tuma, like being in touch with spirituality, but a it's not.
1: A bittal. Also, I have it. There's a special, special woman who spent fifteen years of her life in an ashram, and you don't own anything. Nothing is. You're you're not like this person who possesses things. You don't mm-hmm. own anything. You realize you're bital. So we didn't. You're bittal, bittal, bittal. To but the who plan, says that's you know, true? No, but what I'm yeah. saying is... Who says that? you're? What look, I'm saying is... It's I almost like you're a clean slate. Because you're not... You don't have this notion of look, yourself.
0: Look at the source of number tests. <clears throat> yeah. I want to come back to it. But look at the source of number tests. Okay? If you attach yourself to God... This is about loving God. Where is this in test? The last, the last source in this set of three pages. Okay? okay.
1: Yeah.
0: <sighs> if yeah. only you could be elevated... Let, let me, I'll start at the beginning Okay. Would that you could but grasp oh, The yeah. deep happiness enshrined in the proud thought I am an entity In God's world I am a being I have an identity In Hashem's <coughs> world, I matter Would that from the blade of grass Meaning by observing nature The blade of grass, the flower and the breeze You could learn to become imbued With the sublimeness Which permeates all created things that, that was psuche de zimra. We're going to look at the world, right? Okay. Which possesses the angels and which fills one with serenity and blessedness. That's what the hope is that we will transition from those observations to Shema. Would that even for a fleeting moment you occupied the place which God has allotted to you. If only you could be elevated into serenity, into a condition which absorbs your whole self and provides you with serenity only in God and in the Torah, which expounds your mission in life then would you cast aside your idols of silver and your idols of gold and your arch idol pleasure and all the baubles of your age to speed to God so that you may realize yourself you would then become one who loves God okay this is talking about how do you get to Avas Hashem Mm -hmm. which is going to be the topic of Shema Mm -hmm. cast them aside did he say that right he said you'll cast aside all the silver and the gold and the pleasure cast them aside no perhaps you would at last really grasp them turning the idol into an instrument, the bauble into something useful, because everything was created to serve Hashem. Mm -hmm. By devoting your whole being and energies to God and the fulfillment of his will, you would love God then with all your heart and all your soul and all your might. Everything you possess. It's not truth that we... It it is true that we don't actually own anything, but that comes down to the essential message of bracha, which we've talked about. It's not bless me. Right, it's right. may your will be implemented through me. So maybe to do that, I have to have a car and a house and food, otherwise, right. I can't do it. But
1: the it's not for say, me. You know what the Lubavitchers
0: say? don't know what the Lubavitchers Lubavitcher say, say. The
1: Lubavitcher say, yeah. may you be blessed in your Rufnias and in your Gashmias, because you should use those to serve Hashem, both of them. Not instead of saying, I don't want anything, you know, I don't don't need those things. We're not created for that. The seminary said, the day day that you were born was the day Hashem realized that the world cannot exist without you. Yeah, that's an old Hasidic saying. That's beautiful, that's beautiful. Right,
0: that's like, you hear that also, it's like a Lubavitch, they're very into birthdays, for this reason. Into what? Birthdays, for that oh, reason. Oh. Oh, really? Yeah, because... Oh, all kinds of Really, days. it's not... You they're don't see generally that, that that like Jews go big on birthdays as a thing, you know? Mm-hmm. But, but no, in Chabad, Chabad, yeah, they Chabad, they're, 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 they're into the birthdays. It's blessing, and your, your opportunity it, to bless It's this Sunday. concept. Yes. This is the day yeah. that that Hashem needed you, and you have awareness the of The it. reason
1: why yeah. I brought this person up is because...
0: One of my best friends, by the way, lived in Tibet for years, like (laughs) in Nepal, like it's not, I get that.
1: But what I'm saying is because she came, I'm saying, I think what happens is, I'm, I'm just, it's an observation, just an observation. So when you have so much stuff, it, it's hard not to, not for to not affect you on some level of feeling right. like somehow you're better, That's you're right. more this, you're blessed, and it taints your perspective and right. your perception of reality and of MS. Yeah, it does. Yeah. This world is is like that. It it it, it bogs people down. Right. And what I'm what I've what I've noticed in this particular person, when she became observant, is she just got right straight to the to the right. heart and the soul of Yiddishkeit in such a way, in such a way that's so we clear to we her. We
0: don't. she didn't have glorify all glorify things. The baggage.
1: Right,
0: right. We don't glorify this stuff. Right. At the same time, we have to recognize that the directive we were given, and it's there in those Rashi's also, the creation of man, dust of the earth. We're created of dust, and Mizbeach Adamat God says, "Make a Mizbeach out of the dirt for me." Who's the dirt? We are, we're the Adama, right? We're not supposed to, the the Mizbeach has to be set directly upon the earth. There can't be a floor or any barrier, why? Because you know how Mizbeach has like sort of corners that reach up beyond the top of it? It has these like corners. They're called horns, they're like, they stick, they're not horns, they're they're square. They're just the corners project upward, farther than the rest of the sides. Because that's the image of what a Mizbeach is. It's really us. It's, it's us, we're the dust of the earth, on the earth, reaching upward and bringing holiness and dedicating upward to heaven. We are not meant to stand separated from the earth trying to bring Kedusha down. Mm. We do not bring the spirituality down. We elevate the physicality up. up.
1: Yeah.
0: That's our role as people. Well,
1: that's like the broad of bracha. That's what everything, I mean, that's, we're, that's supposed that's everything. Elevate, yeah. that's, we're supposed to elevate everything that we have to
0: give it a Kedusha. That's right. And so that's, that's a lifelong avoda, developing a healthy, a healthy understanding that really my focus is entirely spiritual, but the impl- that has an implementation, that has consequences that are in the physical. Like, you got to eat. Yes. Okay? Yes. But, but wouldn't it be holier to fast all the time? It's not holier to fast all the time. Once in a while we do fast, but very rarely. Because really... If you fast, this is Ms. Sharp, if you fast, you're weakening your body. So God says, hang on, I gave you this body because I had things I wanted you to do with it. What business do you have ruining my body that I gave you to do stuff with? You're weakening it? Now you don't have so much energy, really? I had plans for you today. Now you don't have clock to do all the things that you would have done if you'd been eating. Mm. So were you right or wrong? Who's, mm. who, who are you to decide that? Like, yeah, I, are, are you here for yourself? and your feeling of spiritual exaltation, right. or are you here right. to implement God's will? I'm here to do what you want me to do. What can I contribute? There is a selfishness and a taiva that can even be spiritual. People can be very, very selfishly spiritual. Of course. Because Absolutely. they're focused on feeling yeah. elevated. Yes. Their ideas of what it is. Feeling yeah. connected. Feeling holy or separate, you know, and, and if they don't want to call it spiritual, they call it a cleanse. I don't know. Like, and now I feel like I'm in control of my life, and but but it's selfish.
1: So hard to, to, to weep and clarify the those things. The secret is, so seductive. am
0: I doing it because I want it, or am I doing it because I wish to give? If you just take it down to there, you actually can tell where you're going. Mm -hmm. But you have to to want self-knowledge. That's where the self-appraisal comes in. You have to want to know the truth. When you really want to know badly, Hashem will help you see where you are so that you could grow. But you have to want it very, very badly. Okay, thank you. It's really nice to be back.